We're getting real close. How many other real estate offices have cuddle puddles on the beach? <laughs> and broadening our horizons. What was the connection between you and Wrexham Football Club? We had no direct connection. It was just a feeling. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, August 24th. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. We're kicking things off with a spoiler alert, so turn down the volume for, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds or so if you have not yet watched yesterday's season finale of Only Murders in the Building. But also, by the way, what are you waiting for? Anyway, here we go. Volume down right now. Paul Rudd is dying to star in the upcoming season of Only Murders in the Building. After his surprising cameo in the show's season two finale, the Ant-Man actor is set to return for season three of the hit Hulu mystery series. The final episode of season two featured a one-year time skip that saw Oliver Charles and Mabel slowly regaining a semblance of normalcy after everything they had been through. However, the trio soon find themselves at the scene of the crime once again when Rudd's character, Ben Glenroy, dies on stage during the opening night of Oliver's new play. So to what extent will we see Rudd again? Well, even though he is dead, Only Murders co-creator and showrunner John Hoffman says it may not be the last we'll see of Rudd on the show, telling EW, quote, the hope is for more to come from Paul. The hope is as much as we can have him, we'll take him. He's so great. We've got some surprises planned, which, of course, we are going to have to wait patiently for. It's safe to assume we will not get season three of Only Murders in the Building until next year. Saturday Night Live star Kenan Thompson says there's a good chance some of his famous characters will make an appearance at the 2022 Emmys, which he's hosting. The actor and comedian joined me on this week's episode of the Awardist podcast, where I asked about his hopes and dreams for next month's ceremony. Have a listen. I mean, you've played a variety of hosts in sketches on SNL. So on a scale of one to ten, what is the likelihood that we could see any characters pop up on the Emmys? Maybe even DeAndre. Cole. I mean, I love doing a character. You know what I mean? If it helps keep the night moving, you know, like keep the energy up and stuff like that, and not, you know, have everything seem so predictable or, or mundane feeling mm-hmm. or whatever, I'm mm-hmm. all for it. So I would and say And a great that, excuse to incorporate nominees into something like that. Yeah, exactly. So, right. I mean, I would say the odds are, you know, probably pretty high, you know, because I'm, I'm down to do it. It's just, you know, is that the show that they want to put on this right. year kind of thing? And okay. There, there's probably a, a good compromise of both, I would say. Well, here's hoping. The 74th Primetime Emmy Awards air Monday, September 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific on NBC. And you can hear my full interview with Keenan on The Awardist, available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And EW revealed which stars will be testing their minds on Celebrity Jeopardy. The show will welcome Simu Liu, Constance Wu, Eliza Schlesinger, Ray Romano, Aisha Tyler, Patton Oswalt, Michael Sarah. B.J. Novak and Candace Parker when the series debuts September 25th on ABC. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. 
Houston, we have a comedy. Our number three pick today is created by comedian Mo Amer and Rami Youssef. The new Netflix series, Mo, a heartfelt comedy about a Palestinian refugee on the unpredictable road to U.S. citizenship living in Texas. Between straddling two very different cultures, Mo's eccentric family, and his trouble opening up to his girlfriend, there's a lot to take in when watching the new comedy. Here is a clip of Mo having to explain hummus to an American woman working at a supermarket. Hello, sir. Would you like to try some chocolate hummus? You say chocolate hummus? You know what he just did? He just insulted my grandmother. Yeah. To hell with your culture. Lo siento, I did not know that hummus was Mexican. It's not Mexican. It's Palestinian. You know what? There's a lot of misinformation out there. It's not your fault. Do you always carry that with you? Yeah, some people carry hot sauce. I carry olive oil. Not just any olive oil. It's Palestinian olive oil. It's next level. Ugh. It's going to be so good, I can't wait. The pita's for the hummus. (laughs) That's not hummus. Would you put chocolate chips on guacamole? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, trust All right. Mm. It's not bad. Uh Uh-huh. It's really good. Well, meet Mo and spend some time in Texas with his loved ones on this series debut streaming now on Netflix. It's trivia time. As I mentioned, Mo was co-created by comedian Rami Youssef, who also created the show Rami on Hulu. On the upcoming third season of that critically acclaimed comedy series, a new face will be joining the cast in a guest spot, and she just so happens to be a model. Is it Bella Hadid, Gigi Hadid, or Cara Delvine? Stick around for the answer. If you, like so many, love Ted Lasso, you're probably going to fall head over cleats for our next pick, the series debut of Welcome to Wrexham. The new docuseries from Hulu follows Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds as they embark on a journey to Wrexham, Wales, to run the third oldest professional football club, a.k.a. soccer, in the world, Wrexham AFC. The quaint town of Wrexham takes football as serious as possible and welcoming two Hollywood actors who have zero connection to the club other than loving the sport may prove to be a little bit hard at first. But with determination and hard work, the Red Dragons could turn into an underdog story that everyone can root for. Sound familiar? Here's the trailer. with me Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, the new owners of Wrexham AFC. What was the connection between you and Wrexham Football Club? We had no direct connection. It was just a feeling. What me and my dad thought was because Wrexham's red, Deadpool's red. That's the real reason. Sorry. (laughs) I think the biggest challenge is a community looking around going, what are these two guys doing here? Welcome to Wrexham. Only fools run. Is that the gym? It will be the gym. Wow. Yes, these will work. Wrexham is a town that battles against odds constantly. But the thing that we love more than anything is the football club. It's an underdog story. And it's about interconnectivity between the club and the community. Football's more than a game. It's not life and death. It's more important than that. 
watching those games with your kids and your father, your mother, but I don't remember any specific game. I just remember, I just remember watching my dad. If they're successful, it will be the biggest day in the history of the town. We sat down with both of the guys and Reynolds told EW how he wasn't even a huge football fan before purchasing the team, but learned to love it once he realized how passionate the fans can be. I'd also say that I'm the target audience for this. I, you know, when I got into this, I was not somebody who watched professional, you know, we always say football, but soccer for our American audience. Um, you know, I was not somebody who, who was into it or understood it or really cared about it that much. But as soon as I had context and I understood what's riding on it, the sort of tension that exists in a town like Wrexham that where, you know, what happens on that football field directly impacts the sense of well-being for each and every one of the people that live in this town. Uh, it just became a, a whole, it transcended everything for me. And now I'm obsessed with the sport in general, because those stories exist all over the place. I mean, that's what the show does so well, is it's a reflection of, of communities all over the world, uh, in big cities, small towns, all everywhere. Um, there, are, there are certain elements that bind people together, and this is definitely one of them. Well, as the great Ted Lasso says, just believe. And a little belief is just what Wrexham needs right now. Catch the series debut of Welcome to Wrexham with two back-to-back episodes tonight at 10 on FX. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey, everyone, I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and, of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. That familiar song might indicate where we are headed for today's number one pick. That's right, the beautiful beaches of the OC, but not for that show, for another one featuring the stunning houses that overlook those beautiful beaches. Selling the OC, a spinoff of Netflix's popular Selling Sunset reality series, arrives on the streamer today. The new franchise follows the agents of the Oppenheim Group's new office a few dozen miles down the coast from L.A. And don't worry, they're just 
as dramatic, if not more. Here's a little snippet of some of that drama to come between agents Alexandra Jarvis and Polly Brindle, who go head-to-head after showing a listing together. Polly, I have come up to you many times and complimented what you wear. I think you have good fashion taste, but you oftentimes completely ignore when I come and say something to you. Uh, that is and not I'm, true. Like, you know, I heard that you said that you hate me, and I really think that says a lot you more about... That. It doesn't matter, well, Polly. Are you denying it? Because here's the thing. You saying that you hate me in front of people that we work with, for you to hate uh, someone, that says a lot more about you than it does me. Oh, my God. I don't think Jason would appreciate that that's kind of how we talk about each other in the office. I okay. know he, that's not really the environment that I think he wants to create. I'm sorry, you're care. saying a lot of words. You're, like, lawyering me right now. I do think that maybe you should have stayed in law because you talk a lot and you're not, you're not really saying anything. If Holly. I made an offhand comment like that, yeah, we don't get on. Like, I don't understand. I understand. Like, what, but like, what are you trying to do with this conversation? Like, where do you want to finish this conversation? We're never going to be best friends. I am sorry that I said that I hate you. Same, I'm sorry same. that you have felt, you know, that if I'm cold towards you, <laughs> but you can always expect I'm going to treat you professionally. Like, I've, I mean, the I've same. actually tried. No, honey, you haven't. No, you have please don't never call me honey. <laughs> That's uh, please don't call me honey. What? You being like weirdly fake nice like honey? Like I'm not your honey. Oh boy, trust me when I say they are going after each other on this show. You can check it all out. Selling the OC is streaming on Netflix now. And finally, today, the answer to our trivia question. Which model will be joining season three of the Hulu series Rami in a guest spot? Would that be Bella Hadid, Gigi Hadid, or Cara Delevingne? That would be... Bella Hadid, the 25-year-old supermodel, will be joining the millennial comedy and acting alongside her good friend Rami Youssef. Hadid, by the way, is of Palestinian descent and Youssef is Egyptian. GQ profiled the stars and said of them, quote, by amplifying their heritage and proudly asserting their cultural identities, they're embracing the spotlight and using it to complicate outdated expectations of what Arabs and Muslims are capable of in the culture. That is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks for listening and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Kelly Shep and Alaman Johannes, written and produced by Ashley Boucher, edited by Lauren Klein, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to Watch.